Hello, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're not live. I'm sorry, we're not. So uh, don't text the show. You'll be throwing your money away. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us via the Absolute Radio website. So all is not lost. Um, uh, good morning, um, Emily and Alan. Morning. Good morning. How goes it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK, sorry. I thought I was to you. I just don't think you've ever greeted us by saying, how goes it, before. It sounded a bit prisoner-like, but uh, I liked okay. it. Fair enough. <laughs> I've started, I've, I've just started talking. So I'll tell you what I've started saying, slightly ironically, mm. but um, I just, I heard it in a film recently and I thought, oh yeah, God, I used to love it when people said that. So I've started saying, well, I've heard of blah, 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 but this is ridiculous. Oh, nice. And I, oh, I've really warmed to that. Oh, that hey? sounds good fun. Oh, I've, I've heard of viruses, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, it's, it, it's, it's catching on. Um, yeah. Well, it's catching on like, with like me. Like a virus. Exactly. <laughs> um, my mother-in-law, as I like to call her, sent us a, uh, a video of uh, uh, friends of the show. Are they still call videos if, you, if they're on um, smartphones or they call smartphones? Yeah, awesome. I think that. What well, do you think, Al? They are Al? still called videos, yeah. Yeah. So she sent me a video um, filmed on uh, VE Day, um, which was, uh, not VE Day, uh, the 75th anniversary. She didn't send me a video for VE Day. That <laughs> I was going to say. Ridiculous. I mean, She's I know the post. I know the post on the camcorder. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the, the red arrows um, <gasps> flying uh, over a house. Um, wow. Making a 75 in wow. the sky. Because it's the, it was the 75th anniversary of uh, VE Day mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm. And I was looking at them and I got to be, look, I don't want to, I don't want to um, <laughs> grass, I don't want to grass up <laughs> the red arrows, oh. but I don't think they were flying any further apart than they usually do. Oh, so cool. I think the red arrows are not observing um, social distance. Oh, I see. Irresponsible red arrows. I thought they might have loosened, loosened their formation a, a tad. But maybe yeah. they were worried that it would look like seven and five, a bit like when you tell a child off for a finger space that's too big when they're learning to write. Yeah, and also the seven and the five would just look loose. In the end, it would just look yeah. like someone um, going out for their hour exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the red arrows... Do, do red arrows justify that? I think yeah. so, yeah. Practice, okay. isn't it? So she Probably. had them over, over her gaff. I've never so, seen the red arrows <laughs> IRL. Only on uh, footage. Well, I mean, one of my favourite ever textings in this yes. on this show yeah. was, "Have you ever been surprised by the red <laughs> arrows?" And we, a few people said, "Oh yeah, I was. You know, I was driving to uh, a cricket match. And suddenly, over the, over they went. Yeah. They only, I think, they only release smoke over key areas. You know, whether it's at an air show or something. Mm -hmm. But I that was like my parents when we were growing up. Only in the bedroom <laughs> they would smoke yeah. over us. And they don't, uh, they don't loosen up." Um, Strangely, they don't loosen up in between venues. They they keep that formation. Maybe Is that it's right? um, the whole way there. Maybe it's dangerous to slip in and out of it. I don't know. Maybe. And as we know, they've got a lot of celebrity fans. Frank, the Red Arrows, haven't they? Oh God, Colshaw <laughs> is. Uh, 
I mean, it could be argued this show that very rarely shuts up about them, but no, are they they're, they're, of the show, Al. And you know, there's, so. they're sort of—I don't know why they seem so apt for VE Day, because presumably there was there wasn't an equivalent then. Maybe there was. Was the who were the great? Um, who was the big air show booking in the 1940s? Uh, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, about that, I really, I'd like to know. There must have been people who did a bit of stuff. You know, you see those pictures of like women standing on wings in um, oh, in yes. their bathing costumes, that kind yeah. of thing. That'll be good for Absolute Forties, Frank. Mm. I think Absolute Forties has already gone. It was yes. a one day event, wasn't oh, it? Was oh, it? Yes. oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, we celebrated VE Day. We had we'd not only had lockdown, we had blackout last night. <laughs> did you? Yeah, Literally. and I had uh, we had powdered egg for three meals. <laughs> I um I didn't I I thought it was fine. You ever tried powdered egg? I haven't. It's uh, it's what pretty much exactly what you'd expect it to be. You I could like have, some forties um, behaviour, Frank. Was there sort of low level sexism as well? Well, what <laughs> there should have been is the whole country up from about age five should have agreed to smoke for one day. <laughs> <laughs> because that any footage of the 40s or 50s is everybody, children, um, pets, everybody smokes. It's the most, oh, man, it's the most. Other than Blackpool, I don't think there's anywhere in, in the world where they smoke at that level now. <laughs> but um, in, in Blackpool, everybody, everybody smokes. People are sunbathing and smoking. You can see people have got... A small sort of a, a, a tan line where the sun has moved around and the shadow of their cigarette has moved across Look, their face. Look, so like, many emails. Play some music, please, immediately. Like some fabulous sundial. No, I, I love Blackpool. It's in many ways my spiritual home. <laughs> Frank Skinner. So it looks that like we might be on the uh, on the verge of. Um, on unlocking at least some of the the bolts, maybe the top yeah. bolt on lockdown. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm, I'm doubtful. What well, is it? Just... Go on. I think it might be the, the very top bolt might be getting slightly sprayed with WD forty, but then not even wiggled. I think that's probably. Well, it's you know not. What? The full Usain isn't going to come down. No. Well, I, I hope you're right. I get, I've been watching these sort of, uh, you know, the media briefings that no, they do no. on uh, the oh, tea time. I love time. the media briefings. Oh, really? God. You love know what? Them. I used to watch every one, and now I, I might watch one a week. Oh, it's it's a bit like Britain's Got Talent. It, you know, I started <laughs> off thinking, really loving it, and then I don't know what happened. Anyway, um, I felt every there's been like, about five weeks of media questions saying, when is the lockdown going to end? What will be the nature of the ending? And somehow the media seem to have set themselves up as our great champions to free us from the lockdown. Yeah. Sort of, you know, don't worry, people. We'll get you back out there. And I'm thinking, no, no, you're, no you're all right. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. No, I don't want to go back out. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm... I'm uh, I'm already organising a second spike party. Are you? If, uh, if you want to come and uh, join me, <laughs> it's going to be hard it's madness, for those, isn't it? Well, I think it's going to be hard for those um, sort of early um, adopters of the more of the of the free policy. Do you know what I mean? As you yeah. head out there, I think there'll still be some judgment. 
You think? I just don't want to go too early. That's what I mean. Oh, I think we're, it's already oh. happening. Yeah, so, it's already mostly happening. from Premiership footballers. It seems. Yeah, if you look yeah. at the papers. <laughs> Party Central round of that. Yes. They don't seem to think the rules apply to them. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost that, that that theory about them being, you know, sort of too big for their boots might have some basis. <laughs> and they're they're coming. They're talking about, aren't they, the Premier League playing behind closed? Did I ever tell you about um, the West Brom chairman? was a bloke called, they called uh, Trev the Shed because he'd made his um, fortune from selling sheds. And he That's was... a nice uh, nickname. Well, it always <laughs> used to be. I mean, we've got a Chinese billionaire now. But in the old days, the, the West Brom chairman was always someone who... Uh, he was a rivets millionaire or something like that. It was a real <laughs> industrial thing. And Trev the Shed, um, we were playing Wolves, our local rivals, which is obviously a massive game and we didn't get a very big ticket allocation so they had a big screen built at the West Brom ground so that people could go and watch it on the big screen and um, unfortunately some Wolves fans got in as well and there was a mass there was fighting so there was fighting at the screening and the chairman was um, outraged and he honestly said unironically he said I'm absolutely outraged at what's happened we tried to do a good turn we tried to help people and now this has happened he said if we do any more of these screenings we'll do them behind closed doors <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm thinking the Premier League might be going the same way yeah. I honestly feel like people are saying uh, look, no one, you know in, in films when no one's fired a bullet for about 20 seconds so someone looks up over the parapet to see yeah. if they're still there. I feel like we're all being asked to do that, and uh, I'm, I'm a bit edgy about it. I'll be, uh, I'll be completely. Oh, you straight. keep your head down. That's yeah. that's my plan. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've got to say, and I don't, I, I you know, I think this it, this show has a, a light-hearted. Um, tone generally speaking but I did um I shed a slight tear this week if you can shed a slight tear when uh Florian Schneider has died from the the Kraftwerk one of the founding members of yes. Kraftwerk oh, I thought man. of you when I read that Frank Me too. I sat I sat in my attic and I played Europe Endless which is a, a Kraftwerk track and just you know those occasions when you know music is often a background thing um, I, I mean, not for the people who listen to Absolute Radio where real music matters, but <laughs> it's often going on in the background. And those occasions where you actually sit and you just, you're not doing anything else, you're just listening to a piece of music. Mm. I had one of those. It's, 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 it's an amazing, an amazing thing. The thing I've been listening to a lot just lately is um, Live and Let Live. Live no, live and let die. What's that? Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, that I was a remix. I wasn't I knew familiar it was with one it. Of, I knew it was one of the two. You were listening I think live to and let live was the original, draft. wasn't it? Yeah, live and let die was the spin-off series. <laughs> um, my son, um, uh, Boz, who's nearly eight now, he um, he's having what you know. I, t- I told you we watched the uh, the Freddie Mercury tribute thing. He mm. he, he got very keen on Axl Rose. Oh, yeah. Or Rose, and, as he called him, which yeah, I Yeah, he just called him Rose, yeah. Um, and so he's been listening to that, and the th- he really likes A Live and Let Die. And, of course, then I had to play the Paul McCartney version, which I think is superior. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
We had a bit of a dip. I've had this debate before about the lyrics, no, and I've I never. Only... Yeah, go on. No, go on. I only know the Paul McCartney version. Oh no, there's quite a bit. The Guns and Roses is quite. It was quite. Oh, a oh big that there. the Guns and Roses. Oh, sorry, the le... the cover version. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I thought there was one before that. Yeah. So, um, I um, someone said to me, "That's oh, terrible lyrics, isn't it?" Because he says, "And in this ever-changing world in which we live in." Yes. And you can't say in this world in which we live in. And I have always defended Paul McCartney because I trust his grammar implicitly. Mm. That the actual lyrics, I must say, I've never looked this up. Most people would have just Googled it, but you know I don't (laughs) like that sort of thing. Um, I think he's saying, and if this ever-changing world in which we're living. Living. Oh, okay. What do you think? Which I, is obviously I think perfectly I agree grammatical. With you. Oh well, good. Well, you know which side your bread's buttered. Paul McCartney <laughs> had, at the risk of sounding sycophantic, if we're sort of all in agreement. However, that a nut doesn't bother me in the slightest, and b, I think he had a sort of casual "I'm your mate" style, which would lead me to assume he would like that we're living. So I'm I'm going with you, Frank, on no, that. No, but do you know what I mean? You can't say in yeah, in which in we, this world we live in, in which yes. we live in, but in yes. which we are living. We are living. It's, yeah, it's lovely. It's it's my um, I've had um, two debates about lyrics. Do you want to hear the other one? Or should I save it to later in the show? I don't lose every listener. But I had a debate about. <laughs> What's a, the, is it? A, what song is it concerning it's, first? It's morning. It's broken by Cat Stevens. Oh dear. Oh, okay. I mean, Al. I'm happy. Should to we take a vote? Well, I, I was on I was on tour and I sent the, a text to my tour manager saying I was up and it was, I sent morning is broken and he sent back light the first dawning and oh. I sent back no. Oh, God, you <laughs> didn't. Light the first morning. <laughs> and, uh, Why again, you I have... that? so aggressive, no. <laughs> you don't start because... the text with no. I would be so he upset does. if I got that. He does. <laughs> I think if, if someone's wrong, you don't want to be skirting around the edges of the postcode. You want to go straight to the, uh, to the town hall. <laughs> the town hall of wrong. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was, I was talking earlier about the... Uh, the lyrics to Cat uh, Stevens' Morning Is Broken. Um, and the text what, what, you sent. Well, mm-hmm. one of the things I like about it is that he, he repeats morning. Morning is broken like the first morning. First, yes. Yeah. And then he said, for, I must admit, when it first came out, um, the hottest DJ in Britain, I mean hot as in um, celebrity, don't worry, don't panic, it's not him, um, was, <laughs> um, was Tony Blackburn. <laughs> And yeah. he did the breakfast show on Radio 1. And I thought that he said, Blackburn has spoken like the first bird. Which right. is a brilliant line, isn't it? The idea that some cheesy Radio 1 DJ is a bit like the morning chorus. <laughs> it's like nature waking up. <laughs> and then I'm, I've been assured by several people, he's saying, um, Blackbird has spoken like the first bird, which I think is less good. Okay. Sorry, Cat, if you're listening. He's not called Cat now, I know, but... Um, um, well, I don't, anyway. I, don't want, I don't want to encourage a sort of, you know, misheard lyrics, because yours were, were specific anecdotes, but I, I will just throw my hat into the ring 
in terms of that irritation, you know, you feel when someone is just so, so off the bat. Jonathan Ross um, was singing the Craig David song where he says, re-e-wind. And I realised he was singing 3-E-Y, like it was a postcode or something. He'd written a song about his postcode <laughs> and insisted that was the right lyric. Why would, I said, why are you singing 3-E-Y? Is, that, is there a song that features a postcode? If there E-17 is, I'd love to know must have it. done it at some E-17, point. 17 yeah, surely. Well, that I mean, I'd contact us if there's a song that features an actual postcode because I, I think that would be um, a Brit. That's sort of modern poetry. My money's theme. on Ray Davis or E17. Okay. I'm pretty sort of thing sure Ray Davis didn't, but okay. you know, I've been I've been wrong before. Okay. So um, also on show show news, um, there was an email. I'm. I'm I, I'm, I'm talking to you readers now. An email went round from Emily Dean um, expressing something or other. And it was um, Alan said, oh, it's a very fine email. I really enjoyed it. It was a funny, as you can imagine, it was a funny, well-written email. Right, thank you so mm-hmm. much, Frank. Um, and I intended to say, hear, hear. Oh. That was my... As a, and I had a, a panic attack that I didn't know whether hear, hear is meaning hear that, hear that, H-E-A-R, yeah. or whether same I, the, the agreement is coming from over here. So yes. I didn't, I said something well, you more went, loud. I'll tell you exactly what you said. You said, I second that emotion. Well, there you go. That was a reference <laughs> to the song by Wall. Who was that? Yeah. Temptations? Yes. If you Again, want I'll read to give to me a lifetime of devotion. I well, I think... Um, I'm sorry to nip your little uh, song in the book. No, it's just struck me when I sang that. Speaking of lyrics, if you want to give to me a lifetime of devotion, <laughs> no, you're all right. It does feel like there's some small print pending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, says... I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, actually. Why, why yeah. the terms and conditions that follow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you mean I you don't, don't like... want to give to... Sorry, I don't like on. the use of the word notion in a love song. It doesn't seem a very loving phrase. Mm. What what notion is notion? He says, if you get that notion. Oh, does he? Mm, yeah, and does oh, too. I, I didn't know. We always yeah, got to rhyme something. <laughs> Best rhyme of all time in a song. Um, go, go on. Tell you can tell us after this. After this. Best for my for my money. Best rhyme <laughs> ever in a song. Coming up after this. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Okay, so you need wait no more for news of the greatest rhyme ever. News, Al. News. News. (laughs) So is it a new song? It's actually Um, a news story. No, it's um, not. Is it slowly walking down the hall faster than a cannonball? (laughs) No, I don't know that one. What's that from? It's an Oasis lyric that I particularly like. Slowly walking down. It doesn't make any sense, does it? It doesn't make sense. That's the sheer joy of it. It's obviously in there because it rhymes. I'll tell you what it better not be, Al. She's broke, but it's oak. Oh, (laughs) sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, sick. Makes me sick. What is that from again? Oh, Lady is a Tramp. Okay. My favourite song. She's broke. Yeah. My one is, do you know a song called um, Mountain Greenery? 
No. No. And it, it sort of goes in that mountain greenery and you think it's going to be scenery. It's going to be yeah. scenery. It's going to be, and he says, blah, 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 scenery. And, and you think, fair enough. But then there's a second verse and you think, where, what is the other rhyme for, mm. for um, greenery? He's already used up scenery. And um, so I was, I, when I first heard it, I was waiting with some anticipation. And um, he sings, Beans could get no keenery reception <laughs> in a beanery. Oh. Wow. Which is really an elab- a baroque, <laughs> an absolute baroque song oh. line. I mean, fabulous. So uh, respect to that. Anyone um, would like to um, suggest the greatest um, song lyric of all time? It's got to be just a short Snatch yes. of a song. There was a in Radio Radio by Elvis Costello. It was a bit like uh, when he says, "I was seriously thinking about smashing the receiver when the <laughs> switch broke because it's old." And I thought, <laughs> "Oh no, you can do better than that." <laughs> anyway, we'd oh, love to hear them. Whilst you are asking the uh, the, the greater public, uh, that I would I would genuinely like to know whether or not it's meant to be here here as in hearing or here here as in over here. You know when they if say I had to put money, oh, I, I on, would Frank. I would go for EA if I if I had to put money Me on. Me too. It, but you but I'm not interesting. I think I I would have gone for here for RE to be honest. Oh, would you? As in here? Yes. Here. Mm. Yeah. Depends what you're pointing at. all different. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've heard of uh, oh, God. spelling, <laughs> but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> He sounds like Alan. He says that it's like someone who's just been introduced to the concept of a joke. Yeah, I think it's, we could I've, hear I've, the crowbar coming out. <laughs> well, look, he's going to be the, saying uh, it all the time. It's going to drive us. Uh, oh, yeah, here, here. <laughs> so you can do it on radio. That's the joy of radio. No spelling. Yes. Um, of course, these are all transcribed by a woman in spectacles somewhere in um, Harrow. <laughs> who has to write all these down for legal purposes. And he's yeah. sitting now as we speak at one of those. You know those things that the court stenographer uses? <laughs> <laughs> sitting at one of those, writing down every little in-breath. Um, I feel for her. If you're listening, Phyllis, God bless you. <laughs> Happy V <V-day>. Day. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, we're not live today, I'm sorry, but, you know, circumstances. Uh, so don't text the show. But you can follow us at Frank on the Radio on Twitter and Instagram or email us via the Absolute Radio website. Maybe, maybe this time next week we'll be back in the studio. Who, who knows? What do you think? Um, wow. Oh, I'm going to have to sort my hair out. Yeah, <laughs> that's unlikely, but well, we'll see. I've been going there. That I'm, on actually, us. I'm, actually, I'm there now. <laughs> Imagine if you were. Well, they wouldn't pay. I, I felt that I should be paid something from broadcasting from my own home, from a rent point of view, an absolute <laughs> bolt. They bought the studio. <laughs> is what they did. Well, they can pay for the laundry basket. Oh well, what I tell you, what I watched on um, Thursday night. Uh, post applause, I went in and watched. Uh, I, I'd recorded uh, 
lockdown culture, that thing that Mary Beard does when people talk about cultural matters. It's oh, going to yeah. be my new nickname God. anyway. I mean, you know, it's all people on Zoom, you know. There was no. like Simon... Um, Simon was on, you know him? Yes. Um, he was no. Good. I like him. He's Cal- Simon Cowell. No, what, was he with Mary Beard? Um, <laughs> what he was, uh, Simon Singh. Is it, what, what does Simon Cowell's hair Simon like Sharma, him? maybe? So That's Sharma. the one. Yeah. He was on, and there was various other... And they're all on uh, their, you know, Skypes or whatever they're on. And, oh, God, I've never seen such a battle of the bookcases in all my oh. life. They, I mean, you can imagine on a culture show, they were really oh, trying. Mary Beard actually had her laptop at an angle at one point, so you could see the bookcase and you could see a second <laughs> bookcase at an angle. I got the feeling she'd rearranged the entire place, the show. Do you think just before bookcase. the do you think just before she went live she was frantically getting rid of the Paul Burrell autobiography? Exactly. And, and the, the, the Andy McNabs. <laughs> yeah. A shelf. And a Middleton. shelf of Andy McNabs. <laughs> But oh, they were all at it. I mean, calm down. Anyway, oh. um, what I've forgotten now what we thought. I don't know. We got to that, but carry on. Well, I'd like to share some of our readers' contributions with you, Frank. We've had uh, some feedback about your new haircut, which we showed off on the socials. Oh yes. Would you like to hear what people have to say? Think about it. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind you're talking about um, a craft project for a seven-year-old child before you start slagging it off. You know, I mean, I just sat back, I handed him the uh, the clippers and told him to go for it and, in, you know, express himself. Okay. A bit Alex uh, Ferguson. Go out there and express yourself. Express himself? Did he, I was thinking did he ever Madonna. say that? <laughs> he did say that before every game, apparently. Oh, I thought he was much more strict. Apparently, Brian Clough would just hold up a football and say, you see this, this is your best friend. <laughs> uh, and yes, that was... I can imagine him saying that, along with want the ball. Yeah. Um, when I, I went to Korea... my best friend the length of a park. <laughs> yeah. That'd be sad if your best friend was a football. What a sad life. Oh, no. I went to... Uh, I went to... What, wasn't that what happened in um, Castaway, that, that yes. film with... Uh, was it, was oh, yeah. it a... Was it a basketball yes. or something? His best friend, yes. Wilson. Yes. Wilson. Um, I, oh, God, I, I forgot what I was going to say. I bet it was brilliant. You were talking about going it's to a football gone. match, I think. Don't worry, it's the circumstances. Yeah, we, we were talking about Brian Clough. And the, you have a oh, little yes. thing on that. I went that. to Korea. I went to South mm. Korea. And what? we said, right, let's play lookalikes. If we see any people who look like um, famous celebrities from the West... This is rather timely, lookalikes in South in Korea. Well, exactly. In and we, we, we came up with all we ever saw was Brian Clough lookalikes. Is that right? South Korea is full of Brian Clough lookalikes. I mean, I, I tell you, the only reason that... Um, well, I can't remember his name now. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious because someone got his name wrong the other week. Who's the bloke that played Brian Clough in... Uh, oh, in Michael movie? Sheen. Michael Sheen, if 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 they'd auditioned in uh, South Korea, Michael <laughs> Sheen wouldn't have been in the first hundred. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but you're right, there is that. We should talk about that after the. What about uh, when someone told me I look like Nigel Clough? Mm. <laughs> You've gone good looking silent. bloke. That's no, a good looking. Uh, I don't want to be a good looking yeah. bloke. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Oh, I've I've given up on it as well. Join the club. <laughs> anyway, what was what was we talking about? It's all gone very strange. We got to Brian Clough football was there. Okay, let's go to a break and then I'll, I'll go, be back. Go out there and express yourself. We're going to have a break now. <laughs> what I like about that, it was a ramp. All that that was actually a ramp. That link to nowhere. <laughs> You know that bit in Mortcom and Wise when they dance at the top of the stairs and then they just fall off because there's nowhere. <laughs> yeah. That that was what that link was. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So um I don't know if we ever got to what we were going to talk about <laughs> on that first link. What what was it? What was the uh, what was our was uh, goal? Was oh my hair. Yes. yes. And the um, you, picture that was Do you want to kick off Al? Put up on the um, on on the show Instagram, I guess, um, and it it did get quite a lot of feedback. Um, M- at Matthew, spelt Matt four E W, a bit like a private registration, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he echoed a thought that I had straight away, where he said, "No towel around the back of the neck, amateurs," and an exclamation mark. Oh. You literally did just hand him the clippers and say, "Go," and he's just you're there in your t-shirt. There's no. I mean, I tell you, I tell you for why. I thought, you know what? I've been wearing this t-shirt since the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, it's time. And uh, I thought, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change it anyway, and I'm gonna go and have. I thought to hell with it. I'll have a shower as well while I'm at it. <laughs> so I thought it's not worth. It's all I'm doing then is getting another thing with hair on it, and that's the towel. Yes. So it was quite nice to just sit there and just let it happen. Well, if. If it should happen again, may I, as a it person happened who again has, since, I, as has a person it? who's had several home haircuts over the years, because I've I've got a history of detesting going to hairdressers, where oh. you know I have to talk to somebody twenty eight for and, and pay money. Yeah, Is that because really you're annoying. not going? You're not going anywhere on your holidays. <laughs> exactly. I've never <laughs> got anything. Frank, to tell it's because of the tip. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It's not even the tip; it's the fee. Um, but, fee. But go on, get, uh, really, but, uh, give us a hack. Give us a life uh, hack on it's, home hair. It's, you can actually fashion quite a good um, sort of uh, homemade hairdressing bib out of a bin bag if you just like put a hole in it and pop your head over the top. Um, and I learned this. So, it's a bit high like on it. I learned this because I'd asked my wife to trim the back of my hair. This is a while ago now. And I ended up, the only place that seemed to work was if we went to the bathroom and I sat astride the toilet facing away from her. Oh a bit, um, uh-huh. is it Christine Keeler? Is it that photograph? Oh, a oh Lexa, yeah. Lexa Kimbo on the chair. I don't think she's on a, a, a toilet. Is it Lexa no, no, Kimbo, a popular gambler on the Mississippi <laughs> Riverboat scene? <laughs> but we ended up having a, a little tete-a-tete because... Oh, All the hair really? had fallen onto my shoulders. But you were sitting on the toilet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all the hair had fallen onto my shoulders, and she just blew it all over the place. And, oh, I, and I found myself oh. yelling, "Don't blow it! Gather it!" Yeah, does she work in <laughs> the uh, le- does she work in the leaves moving business? Is that her? so? I feel yeah, sorry for anyone listening gone. outside the door to that exchange. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But now um, gather it has become a thing that the my my family all parody me about because it's a weird thing to find yourself shouting. Gather it, just like, gather it, I, will you? I like I like gather it. It's good. It's I don't what? like the no. bin liner though, Al. It's a very dystopian nightmare. You in the well, with the bin liner over your head. 
this is the time we're living in. Yeah, and also true. the hair won't sit there; it'll just fall on the floor. It won't. There's nothing. I think that's you can't what you get want, any purchase. And then you have a little. What you want? And then the if you want done. a bin liner that's sort of been risen, risen up. So that it oh, drops right. into the bin liner. That's could you have it, your head in the bottom of a bin liner and could she cut it downwards? <laughs> oh, like a bin. So that it fills the bin yeah. liner. You can't no, get like purchase. Bruce Purchase. Like, you can't get him anymore, tried. <laughs> That's a very in joke. Sorry, he's a minor character in Doctor Who. Well, I've had another cut. I've realised that now I can do it at home. I just want it done every week. So I'm leaving the rest of the hair. I'm just, every Saturday, my thing is to shave the sides as short as I can get them, the back and the sides. Wow. So I don't know what I'm going to look like at the end of it. But you know what? Well, I mean, I like the feeling of it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, one of the great things about working remotely is I, I just thought then, oh, I, want, I bet one of those will speak any second now. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> and I quite liked it. Unfortunately, we've gone off air and uh, we've gone yeah. back to uh, two hours of Vera Lynn, which has now become uh, the absolute radio standby. Well, I think I just want to see how comfortable you are with, I'd call it constructive feedback, uh, mm. re the haircut. We've Go got, there's, there's um, a lot of comparisons to who you look like. Kev Cameron says, I think he looks like Michael Palin. That's not, that's not bad, is it? I've had a couple saying that. Geordie right. uh, Russell, I thought it was Peter Capaldi. Uh, Tommy Dyer, mm -hmm. Peaky Blinders, Back and Sides. And Louise Hall oh. says, uh, Venerable. Oh, yeah, it's got, yeah, it's got a slight medieval thing to it yeah there's something and, uh, and i think i think this is a compliment he looks like tan france <gasps> yes i don't he know does. what that what that means explain he, emily he <laughs> tan france why do you automatically assume i would of course i know is that um, a are you familiar with the show um queer eye for the straight guy i know of it it's just I've called never, queer eye now i think it. and okay. there are um, far, I think it's five blokes and one of them is uh, Tan France and he's, as you ima would imagine, extremely handsome mm. and, and has a sort of silver fox vibe. So I'd, I'd take that, Frank. I'd be really yeah. happy with Tan that. Tan France. Tan France, well, yes. What, what's that short for, Tan? Do we know? Or is it oh. a nickname because he's got a hefty... I don't know. I think it might be a... I'm not sure. I'm not sure okay. where he's don't from. Know. Anyway, if you're listening, um, would God you, bless you. We've also had some <laughs> comments in. We were, you were talking about Tony Blair's jacket last week. Yeah, there, were, there was a picture because... Um, who was the new baby last week? Boris's baby, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So they had pictures of other prime ministers with babies and there was um, Tony Blair in what I think was a wind cheater jacket. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then I think we, we went into some debate as to the definition of wind cheater. Well, Gareth says my granddad would have called it a blouson, pronounced blouson. I yeah, I have heard uh, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know quite what that. Is. I think that's to do with the elasticated waist and yes. then a slight billowing. Yes, the blouson, like a yeah. bishop's sleeve. You know, a bishop's sleeve, which yes. is a type of shirt sleeve, <laughs> tight cough, and then it balloons. Mm. Okay. And then um, 
We've also had Neil Lawson from Exeter has said, Hi Frank, if Emily and Alan are uncertain about wind cheaters, I would suggest that when lockdown is over, they go to their nearest motorway service station and stand by the coach stop. Now you're all right. Um, <laughs> there will be a trail of fawn and grey wind cheaters oh, modelled by true, the line actually. of over 70s males in taupe slacks and canvas shoes heading in earnest for the nearest facilities. I'll yes. go. I'll go. Emily's not yes. that up for it, but I'll have enough to do. <laughs> it is Life, life comedy is going to take a while to come back, I suspect. I may as well fill my days <laughs> at the bus station. I've always worried about that beige thing, though, with um, with the elderly. Oh, when yeah. that, when does it happen? Well, I call that colour grige, which grige. is grey slash beige. It's a particular oh, okay. kind of um, sort Your word of beige. merging. But yes, it's a, I it am. seems what to me a mistake to when you're getting old. It looks like you've been in a shop window for like six months and everything's <laughs> faded. You know, when yeah. the colour goes out of stuff. It's yeah. like I suppose they move, they get used to the coat in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't I think that um I think as I get older I'm gonna wear more vivid colours. Yes. Um Oh, Rather right. than to, otherwise, um, it, you look like you know you're getting ready for for ghosthood. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. So what what uh, what else is the the word on the on the strasser? Well, we've also had some texts in during the week in response to your. Uh, Confession, I would say, last week that you've never ever taken a Polaroid picture and not done the shaky thing, and we were discussing how irresistibly tempting it was to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, I was generally talking about things that you know you probably shouldn't do. There's no point in them, but you can't mm. resist it. And one of them is I've just never ever taken a Polaroid and not shook it. And I don't know what I'm. I was at the feeling that I was mixing some sort of chemicals and helping to yes. activate them. So they yeah. could produce the picture a bit quicker, but I have no, I have no um, scientific basis for that. It theory. feels like a very manual version of some kind of centrifugal force, doesn't it? It's, it's well, it makes like you feel like you're a bit of a scientist, <laughs> which mm. I quite like. Well, nine oh, zero zero. Oh, go on. Go on, Frank. The other one I mentioned was um, the the phone uh, uh, being cut off in a, yes. in a mobile phone, and then Indeed. saying when you went back, I don't know what happened then. <laughs> And well, nine, nine zero zero has pointed out, uh, hi Frank and Co. With regards to the Polaroid, I distinctly remember Kodak chiming in with advice not to shake Polaroid pictures when there was a plucky hit in the charts that had the line "shake it like a Polaroid picture." <laughs> oh, what? Uh, and that's Andy oh. from Hull. I think that's um, that's a young Will I Am that sang that song. Is it not? Is it? Oh, that's good Shake knowledge. It like a Polaroid picture, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that's um, very, very Will I Am. Is, is it, it the Black Eyed Peas? Have I got that wrong? I probably oh, have. Oh yes, my music no, that sounds so like the sort of thing. Yeah. Can I do my Will I Am joke? Go on. Yes. <laughs> you know, Will I Am's got a brother that lives in Yorkshire. It's called oh, yeah. Will I Eckers like. <laughs> oh, it makes no sense. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Brothers don't have the same first name and different second names. It's brilliant. I well, love look, it. Yeah, but this is a man so, who's broke all the name rules. You'll agree with he that. Yes, you're right. Oh, you're God, right. So, I mean, all, all bets are off <laughs> with the uh, will yeah, I, I am. enjoyed it. Jokes don't have to make sense to me. It's like song on, uh, slowly walking down the hall his, faster uh, than a cannonball. Yeah, and on his, uh, on his uh, 
on the day um, he, he, I mean, hopefully this is a long way off. When will I um, die? <laughs> That's a nice tombstone, caveat. <laughs> his tombstone will say, "Will I was." <laughs> right, is that all the will I am material? I, I think, I think maybe. If I think of any more, I quite I'll, believe it. me, I'll keep, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> well, uh, Chris Holton has also suggested the irresistible temptation of tapping the top of a can before opening it. And I must yes. confess, I am also, I'm that guy. I, Does it I mean hardly ever drink can from cans. Or something. I think um, he means what we'd call in Yorkshire a can of pop or yeah, a, like a can. fizzy can. A can oh, of I've beer. Never, I've never done that. I've never Well, the idea, Al, was it a sort of urban myth? Or maybe there's, there's some the, sort of physics in it that it would stop it frothing over. Yeah, Is that uh-huh. when, oh. people, when people at school used to give you a secretly shaken up can. Yes. And uh, and then it would go everywhere like you'd just won the Formula One or something. Yeah. And so, well, I... so you have to have a contingency plan, which is to just quietly tap the top of it. I used have to. We... Uh, Sorry, Frank. I used to do it with cigarettes. I mean, cigarettes are bad for you. Um, but <laughs> late review. I used to tap them on the table, and I did so, it because twenty twenty, <laughs> and apparently cigarettes are bad for you. Not according yeah, to people, David Hockney, people, but apparently people might forget. Why does he say they're yeah. good for you? He said yeah. That, yeah, he says that he that's the reason well, he I hasn't got coronavirus. I did wonder if you might be... Out. You know the way one fumigates against um, yeah. against infestation? <laughs> it did make me want... But, I mean, we've, we've got no basis for that here no. at Absolute. We're, our laboratory, they've been, we've been working on it and we've found no evidence. <laughs> so please don't, don't smoke, it's bad for you. <laughs> During that um, that break, by the way, um, our producer Sarah um, said um, it wasn't Will I Am actually that said shake it like a Polaroid. It was um, it was that is it because it called Hey Yeah is that what that song's called Hey Yeah um yeah Outcast is yeah. that they called Outcast It was Outcast yeah, yeah. it's mm. got a brilliant spelt, riff spelt with a in K. it yeah. Was it Andre um, so, 2000 or 3000? I can't oh. remember. <clears throat> well, of course, none of us are getting any younger. One or the other. <laughs> I don't want to add years to him. That would be very cruel. <laughs> no. It was, it's uh, a fantastic uh, video, I remember. Yes. For mm. it. Very, very garish. Very garish in its colour scheme, if I remember. He liked a, car- a bold outfit, They like outfit, cardigans, didn't they? And cardigans yes. and braces and stuff. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm eating um, love hearts as I, uh, as I do this part of, of the show. Of course you are. That's the um, kind of showbiz life to which you've become accustomed, isn't it? Yeah, well, they're, they're mini packets. They're not full packets. But I just... Is that because you're I, working from home? You've had to downscale a little bit. I honestly <laughs> thought that I had got here a love heart that that says on it, sugar lies. And I thought, well, that's an incredibly profound statement about love and deceit and building people up and the superficiality of that early loving thing. And yes. now I see, when I hold it to a different angle, it actually says sugar lips and yes. the colour has oh. come off it a bit. Pity I like sugar lies. Yeah. I yeah. don't like them. I don't like but... sugar lips. It's a bit Mel, bit Mel Gibson-y. No. Um, Craig McVicker has been in touch, Frank. 
Who sounds oh, yeah. like a sort of uh, he's in not, some sort of sixties gangster film. Not John. That's John McVicker. No, John, John McVicker. John McVicker, <laughs> the classic. Get a sociology degree in prison. Bloke. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was telling man. someone that only the other day. He was talking about someone saying he uses a lot of overly long sort of words and there's very verbose language and it feels a bit performative. And I suggest Frank has a word from that. It's English degree in prison is what he calls it. And they wear like a, often wear a leather suit jacket, those, those blokes, <laughs> with uh, short grey hair. A lot of them, I think... Oh, I thought it died and disappeared. When Jeremy Corbyn became leader of the Labour Party, he started appearing on the telly again. All those yeah. blokes. Anyway, yeah. I don't know what happened uh, to him now. So Craig McVicker, um, mm. who I feel certain isn't that type of bloke. Quick question, who played John McVicker in the film? Oh. Ooh. Mm. Any offers? No, I'm out. No, I'm idea. pretty sure it was um, Roger Daltrey. Was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So I remember when he broke out of prison, I remember him swinging the keys on their chain over and round and round his head. Oh. Now, I made that up. That was a Roger Dolphy <laughs> joke. But oh, it, some of them, as we know, do fall on stony ground. Oh. Do carry on. Well, I just didn't get the Who reference. Is that something he was famous <laughs> for then? He would yeah, swing he, the mic around. When I interviewed oh. him for Absolute, I asked him what he would do if he turned up at a gig and they gave him one of those mics with the little stubby... Thing what does he say? He said, oh, I, w- I wouldn't use it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't Roger, perform. go with it, mate. You don't Come want on. to be swinging it around on a tiny little stubby boxer dog <laughs> tail extension. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awkward. Uh, Craig McVicker talking mm-hmm. about um, things we can't resist doing, even though we know it's essentially futile. Clicking a pair of tongs after taking them out of the kitchen drawer. Oh, come on. I do that all the time. <laughs> That's yeah, a good I one. always do that. No, I like that one. That's a good one, Craig. That sociology degree was not a waste of time. And Steve, um, Steve says two blips of the throttle after starting up a chainsaw or picking up a drill. Wow. Do you know that? <laughs> I think we might have to keep that because we might have to read that out in court at some point. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Um, You can't text us. Don't text us because we're not live. So that'd be reckless in the extreme. But you can follow us uh, at Frank on the radio on Twitter and Instagram or email us via the Absolute Radio website. So, you know, it's not it's not all um, over by any means. (laughs) I've been looking forward to chatting to you boys about Kim because... Kim has been breaking the internet again. And Kim Jong-un? I think, yes. I think you know which Kim I mean. Is it an um, overreach to call him a friend of the show or is that poor taste? Or, I, I, I feel like it. Frank. Yeah, I think, you know, um, oh, innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think that ship sailed, mate. <laughs> well, I don't think he's had a trial. Good. Are you going to wear a free, free Kim Jong-un T-shirt? No, I like to hear that Frank is a fan of due process. Good lad. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Good lad. <laughs> so Trump on one side, Kim on the other. Um, 
Well, they well, refer we've, to him. We've basically got the same hairstyle now, so I'm. <laughs> they trim. refer to him yeah. as uh, it's not. I don't think technically he's he's supreme leader because I think that was his father or grandfather, and once you've got mm. that name, that's yours, isn't it, for eternity? Is so that I think, right? I believe so. Um, but I. Be- what is I he? Think, Head honcho. I think he's dear respected comrade, right. but they oh, call okay. him dear respected for sure. Right. Which is nice. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor. Doctor Kim. But he's he's not been seen, has he, in public for some time and It's surprising, isn't it, that people have noticed that given that the whole world seems to have not been seen. Everyone's on <laughs> well, lockdown. Well, everyone <laughs> You'd think thought he'd be that, grateful. They thought he died because he hadn't yeah. been seen in public for twenty days. I mean, yes. welcome to my world. What do people <laughs> think about me? <laughs> and you mentioned actually last week, Frank, that there was a, some suggestion that a doctor had botched this sort of you know life saving surgery due to his hands shaking so much. He was, out he was of so fear. frightened. So frightened. <laughs> And also and, when he found that um, Kim Jong-un's heart was actually made from granite, <laughs> he was worried just to have that information. That's no way to talk about dear respected. Um, no, exactly. But he was then he's cited. He's back, baby. He's back, baby, at a, a fertiliser factory, I think it yeah. was, Al. That's, uh, now, now, you see, can I say, if you're out of the public eye for 20 days and if you've been ill or whatever you've been doing... <laughs> To me, I wouldn't have thought that a visit to the fertiliser factory was the thing that gets you out there. You've got to pick your battles with um, the recluse lifestyle. I would suggest with and someone with his reputation for aggression, a fertiliser plant might be a question mark. Like, it's what, you think of, was there visiting relatives? Yeah, mafia boss, totally legit waste disposal business. Yeah, visiting pigsties. Laying flowers at the fertilizer factory. <laughs> I mean, I, I know in in his uh, in his pomp, it was very much his sort of day trip of choice was to things like that. Mm. But I just and, think and then he just stayed in an eight cheese. Yeah, well, I mean, they have. You know, one of the theories is that they that he was avoiding um, COVID nineteen, and that's why he's been staying in so much. Um, Sensible. Well, he's got some BMI, guys. I mean, he's he's five foot six and 20 stone. He comes out on Thursday evenings at eight o'clock, claps on his doorstep (laughs) and then goes back in and that's it. The great thing is he does the whole thing with his buttocks. (laughs) Um, But apparently they have got zero COVID-19 in North Korea. I mean, zero. That sounds Mm. like a very trustable stat. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Although he was apparently he was seen panic buying at Kim Jong Un, was seen uh, panic buying in a KFC. <laughs> it's well, there's several theories. One yeah. is that there is COVID nineteen in North yeah. Korea, and that he was avoiding it. That seems reasonable. The other one is that he was was he was dead, and that this isn't him. It's. Uh, it's a looky-likey. It's a body double, yeah. I don't know if well. you'd say looky-likey about um, people from North Korea. <laughs> um, but I would say about anyone, so I think oh. it's all right. Um, I, uh, I, they made a big thing <laughs> about how he d- looked a bit different. One yeah, of the things did. they mentioned was his, his Cupid's bow. Yes. 
which I think we'll we'll have to come back to after this uh, <laughs> after this break. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So um, back to Kim Jong. Um, what is a Cupid's bow exactly? Exactly. They said his Cupid's bow looks completely different from what it looked like uh, before. Well, at it first is... I thought it must be his hairline, but I don't think it is, is it? Is it no, the it, Cupid's bow on the lips. Or... Yeah, it's isn't it the bit where the lips meet essentially because it it provides a sort of dip. That's what I oh. thought. But I'm, again, is I'm it sure that bit? Is, is, is it, it not? that central bit? Now I come to think of it, you know that central bit under the nose. Do you no, not the, the Robert Mugabe the, bit. In the golden days when we used to talk about Bob Mugabe's <laughs> philtrum, yes. which is the distance from his, the bottom of his nose to the top of his lip. I think it's that bit on the top of the lips. I could be wrong now, yes. so I'm thinking on my feet here. That bit that that forms a little. Um, a little curve in the middle like of the top lip. Puckering almost. Yes, I know what you mean. It's, it's not the Barbie, though. I don't want any new listeners to think that we're obsessed with dictators. <laughs> no. Robert McCarvey and Kim Jong-un. Although, Al, we should say that the dictator, I mean, the body double theory, one thing in its favour is that it is, It's a. It, that, I mean, I hate to say that's so dictator, but it, it really is, is yeah. to get a body double. Because uh, Saddam Hussein used to get one. Hitler, did he have one, I think? Did I he? imagine yeah. it's quite yeah. a... Do you think it's a pressurised gig? Like, if, <laughs> if you're a Kim Jong-un lookalike and he gets a pimple, you must have to just will yourself to get a pimple. I'm sure Otherwise you're making it... him look like a worse version of you, aren't you? You have to chain smoke as well. <laughs> well, um, have you ever seen the... Um, Old black and white movie, I Was Monty's Double. No. No. Um, and it's about a bloke who operated as General... You know General Montgomery? Yes. General Montgomery, yeah. who went on to be like Viscount Montgomery, who was known as Monty, mm. um, who conducted the Desert War, I think, for the Allies during World very, War Very popular II. boy's name now. I love uh, it. Monty, yeah. mm. because of him... I don't know, it's just very Probably fashionable. Not. I absolutely love it anyway. But this bloke, this bloke was hired as a body double for, for Monty during the war and then he wrote a book about it and then in the film he plays himself playing General Montgomery and he also <laughs> plays General Montgomery. Wow. And he plays himself as General Montgomery as well. <laughs> There's a million layers of, <laughs> of deceit and mimicry going on. It's like I imagine if, if John Colshaw took heroin, it's the sort of, uh, which I know he doesn't, um, by the way, and don't take it, it's bad for you. I, it's the sort of dreams I imagine he would have in which he is doing an impression of himself, doing an impression of himself, doing an impression until his, um, his um, inner being is, is lost in the maelstrom. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. I think um, Kim Jong Un's inner being has got lost somewhere in the suit. Well, they could. They say outside, inside every fat man, there's a there's a thin man <laughs> fighting to get out. Um, his sister was at the uh, at the event at the fertilizer station. Uh, Kim Jo yeah. Hong. I don't think she'd work. Would she work with a double? Do you think? Oh, you mean like to... you're not my real brother? Yeah, I mean, would, would what, she you mean she'd offer resistance to his decision? Because he could still be alive, couldn't he? I mean, yeah. it's, 
It's, they, it's a there bit were Elton suggestions. John's mom, isn't it? Remember when Elton John's mom <laughs> had an Elton John look-alike? <laughs> <laughs> and we all thought, oh, that's tragic. So I, I don't think uh, our Kim Jo Hong would, would, uh, would play ball. But I could, you know, she seems like a strong woman. I could be wrong. I'm slightly fascinated by her. Actually, oh, I'll yeah. be straight with you. Yes. But, but that, I mean, that ship has sailed. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Um, we were talking about uh, Kim Jong-un and his, um, his sister, his slightly difficult sister, we've decided, um, Kim Jong-hong. Kim Jong-hong, they think, is going to be the next leader of Korea. Do you know that? If, uh, yeah. if, yeah. if Kim Jong-un passes. She's about to become a feminism icon, isn't she? That's what it's, um, I, I love the idea that in the league table of female leaders, it's Conservative Party 2, North Korea 1, Labour Party 0. I know, it's true. <laughs> Something's gone wrong with the system there, hasn't I know. It? Well, um, it was reported that he had gout. I remember he had gout. Because you don't often mm. hear about people in the modern age having gout. I mean, is it ri- I don't... it's rich living. It used to be said. Is, is that actually what it well, is? Well, you remember he spent sixty-six grand on cheese. There was that time, and did he? Yeah, they did revealed he? they had all his. Um, they had a list. They printed that recently, as if he died. It was kind of an obituary, and it was a, a little <laughs> bit premature. Yeah, and it just had a list. I read it of all the the sort of you know his excessive spending, and what I liked was it was eight million on luxury pepper. He'd spent wow two hundred and fifty-one thousand. Not to be sneezed at. <laughs> oh come on! Where are jingles when you need them? Um, it's all right. I've got my I've got my live jingle. Oh, oh Suzanne, beware of the devil! <laughs> Don't let him steal your heart. Okay. Two hundred and fifty-one thousand on fishing rods. That's a lot. Well, and you know what they say, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. If oh. you give a man a fishing rod, you feed him forever. If you give a man 250,000 um, quid's worth, <laughs> you, um, you, I don't know what you do. You yeah. create a black market for fishing rods in North Korea. <laughs> not with Chris Tarrant's house. Um, 1.65 million on umbrellas. Come on. That's that was when he well. went on that state visit to a rainforest, <laughs> I think. <laughs> He misunderstood the whole yeah. thing. I'm just saying he spends a lot of money. That's all. Yeah. And they I think don't he might have, have had, a lot, we're told. I no. think he might have had the plastic surgery, though, because that is quite a dictator mm. thing. I don't know if it's true, but I read that Colonel Gaddafi had plastic surgery in the middle of the night and he refused... Um, general <laughs> anaesthetic because... Was that, because one was... Of his, uh, was that one of his assistants? <laughs> He, uh, he Woman, one of his female military leaders, General yeah. Anesthetic. <laughs> what about one of my um, dad's girlfriends genuinely had a relationship with him? That's a nice wow. ex, isn't with it? Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yes. I want to find out what happened to his, to his midnight... Um, yeah, go on. Plastic well, he had, um, he had late night plastic surgery, but refused to be uh, under general anaesthetic because he was worried about um, some of his team murdering him. And so he had local <laughs> anaesthetic and halfway through a four hour surgery operation, they stopped for cheeseburgers. <laughs> so Wow. So it's definitely a thing. The dictators, wow. they love the plastic surgery. He should I have had talked- liposuction though, Kim. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't advise anyone, but you're gone. Uh, sorry, I, I 
I'll be honest with you, we're supposed to time these things so we don't go over time. I forgot to <laughs> press the thing. I don't know how, how, how long we've been talking. No, we're fine. You've got me. a bit more time. I'll we'll tell you. More. I spoke to a, a person who I shouldn't name who was at a meeting with Colonel Gaddafi, quite a high-ranking meeting, and Colonel Gaddafi made a suggestion which was rejected, and he stormed out of the room. And mm. when they went out after, he was sitting on the stairs, um, like, moaning and sulking that they mm. hadn't listened to his suggestion. So he was uh, an erratic individual, Colonel <laughs> oh, Gaddafi. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> Good Head of Air, though. Lovely Head of Air. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, if if uh, we had to put together a, a wall chart um, based mm. on this show... Um, saying which of the three main Kim Jong Un theories we're going with, where, where you know he, either he's dead and there's a double now operating, or mm. he was avoiding COVID nineteen, or he's had plastic surgery. Where where would you be going with with that? Okay, um, uh, Alan, I I think he's I think he's been staying in and avoiding COVID nineteen, and I tell you what I think he's been doing whilst in there. I think he's been watching The Last Dance on Netflix because it's about the Chicago Bulls and Dennis Rodman's in it. So, okay, oh, he's a family friend, I, isn't he? I, do you want my theory? Mine's slightly briefer. Defo dead. <laughs> you think? Defo dead. Okay. And more alliterative. Good work. <laughs> Thanks, Skinner. Well, I'm it's I'm taking the third option. <laughs> I'll tell you why because I remember um, Vladimir Putin had time off for um, for plastic well, he got surgery, ripped, didn't he? And he he disappeared. What they did an odd thing as well with these plastic surgeries. They made his face considerably rounder. <laughs> you know they usually make them. Um, they used to make them more gaunt. He came back looking like the man in the moon. Um, <laughs> and the idea that, that he went in and said, yes, I like a round, round face. Um, really looks filled better. out look, like a balloon. Yeah, it will look better on badges. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I think a plastic surgery is probably, uh, Imagine a, again, if so, di so dictator. Imagine if he comes out all thin, because he's got he favours as a lot of the shorter man. Well, no, but the shorter man who's of a larger proportion, they often like the sort of voluminous trousers. But you know the effect I always think that gives. It does their shoes look tiny feet like the sort of pedals on a piano mm, poking not, yeah. out. I, I think <laughs> oh, very small petite feet. shoes and baggy. Oh. Now that's a mistake. Uh, do you think mm. he's like a cannonball going down the hallway, as I think uh, <laughs> Oasis, Oasis once said, some sort of version of that. <laughs> I was reading about, um, I think he's called Mbasogo, who was the dictator of Equatorial Guinea. Oh, do you know yeah. him? He's been in charge for eight, look, over 30 years. Oh, he's yeah. been a dictator. And... Um, Apparently, it's in the sort of uh, the the constitution of the country um, that he can kill anyone he wants without any legal. <laughs> this is the great. It's the quote, and I quote: "Without any legal comeback or going to hell." <laughs> He's been allowed off both of those. He's covered himself in the afterlife. That would yeah. be liberating, wouldn't it? 
Mm. I think he's he's something like the second longest reigning dictator in in the world at the moment. Fair play. Okay. Um, just uh, just keeping your you know your dictators dictator yeah, news <laughs> on there. <laughs> so I don't. I, that's what I think. I think he's had plastics. I think the dead celebrities such as you know. Remember it was remember it was Paul oh. McCartney at one time. People thought um, it's not like Paul McCartney, Fang. Also. No, what and plastic surgeon is going to have? But what plastic surgeon is going to have the courage to say to him, "You've got a bit of a double chin, mate. I'd take your mm. nose down a bit." No one's going to. It's a pressure. Well, but I know, but they, I mean, they they could shoehorn themselves straight into the witness protection program <laughs> afterwards if you pursued them, <laughs> and it could be like me getting my hair cut at home. The whole thing could be done without anyone knowing. <laughs> Can I tell you, I've just uh, got to a love heart. Um, the uh, inscription on it is your fab. Oh. And I nice. think, I could be wrong about this. I've probably been eating love hearts for the greater part of over 50 years anyway. I don't think I've ever seen one with an apostrophe on it before. Oh, oh that's nice to know. Yeah. So who Doing the old punctuation. That- you can, because punctua- punctuation often isn't seen as uh, romantic. But here we are with it on a love heart. Well, look, so. if, you, if I got given one with your fab Y-O-U-R, I mean, yeah. that would be relationship oh, ending. Yeah, of course. Well, also, I don't think it would taste as sweet. I think there would be a bitterness about punctuation <laughs> whilst you were eating it. I'm worried that the apostrophe will have a sort of a gritty... No, I feel that. You know, I've been making. I've been. I've never made an omelette before lockdown, and I've been working. I've I've made about seven, right? And they're getting better. Oh, but I'd I still love to make an omelette. I I still get the odd bit of shell in every one. Oh, I do, yeah. and it it impairs it. I'll be I'll be completely straight with you. I don't suppose either of you two have been watching The Joy of Painting, have you, on uh, BBC4? I thought you were going to say The Joy of Something Else. No. Um, Well, do you know, I saw... um, I didn't see a clip of it, but I saw the little sort of visual for it on BBC iPlayer, and the man looks so strange. And I thought I might watch this. Who is the man that presents that? The man's called Bob Ross. Mm. Or... um, Bross, as I like to call him. <laughs> but that's what appealed to me, Frank, that he looked a bit... I thought he looked a bit quirky and I like the look of him. Well, it was... I mean, he's he's no longer with us, I think, Bob Ross. Oh. But the joy of painting, it's... Uh, we, Me and Kath watched it and thought... He, he painted a mountain scene with a lake in front of it and all that, and we thought that's absolutely brilliant. And then we watched another one. He painted almost exactly the same mountain <laughs> scene... And we've watched, I think, nine or ten now, and I'd say that mountain scene has featured in at least seven of you them. You think he's doing colour by numbers on the quiet? You didn't even know. <laughs> I looked it up, and apparently he did 403 episodes of The Joy of Painting. <laughs> I wouldn't mind betting that 385 of those are mountain in the middle, a bit of river uh, re- reflecting um, the moon. And uh, it's it, just the same. Basically, this went to the, the, the broadcasters and said, look, I can do this painting. What about if I do it every week on the show? And even oh, the way he cleans calming, his though. brush. It is quite mm. calming. It's like an Andy nice. Warhol movie. You know, it's just an endless 
repetition. Sounds boring to me. Sounds boring. As Marky Sounds... Smith said, he observes the three R's: repetition, repetition, and repetition. <laughs> but it is, it's it's in, it's in, it's now on two current channels. It's on Vice and it's also on BBC Four. And it's getting very sort of prominent promotion as well. Is it? And yes. it's a man painting the same. <laughs> it was the odd exception, but essentially, he learned how to paint a mountain with a. a the sea in front of it with a bit of sun or moon on it and some yellowy trees. And have he you does seen that him out? Show. He's got a sort of beard and... I mean, I did panic when I saw the, the, the visual, but it's fine. Um, just when I saw the paintbrush and everything. But it's, he, seems, he seems a nice chap. I've not seen yeah. it. I've not seen it advertised today. It's the first <laughs> I've heard of it and I'm not going to lie. It's very calming. It, no, no, it's not for me. It sounds about as exciting as watching paint dry. <laughs> Oh, now you've said it. I've go. heard of it. jokes. I've heard of jokes. I had to. Yeah. I had to. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> so, look, uh, Sarah Champion is up next. Sarah Champion, who I saw, was on uh, the um, Absolute Twitter feed. Someone has done a, uh, a, a customised top trumps of um, all the Absolute presenters, um, but not any of us. <laughs> In the world, but not of it, as I think St Paul once said. Anyway, thank you so much for listening today. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now stop in. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.